Hi everyone and welcome to yet another really special Talking Song episode. We have Kroiza here from, uh, you know, with us today. So welcome. Thank you. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Did I say it okay? Yes. <laughs> All right. Very, very well. Uh, now, um, for those of you who are watching uh, and, and, and don't know our guest today, then uh, I just want to say that we, 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 we talked about doing this episode when you actually expressed some interest in becoming a coach. And then I was like, hey, you would like to share your story? And you were you said yes so i'm glad you're here you. and one thing just for myself we just we shouldn't talk i forget to talk about the somniphobia because i really think that's something that will help the community but with that said tell us in your words uh how, how did it all start start well i've gone through insomnia actually twice um chronic insomnia uh the first uh, time was in 2013 um, it was actually after a very close person of mine passed away. And as you know, when something like that happens, you're up, you're thinking, you're processing, you're, you know, mourning. And, and so, so yeah, so I just, uh, so it started just, um, just by being in a really bad mental state, being kind of depressed for a bit and not being able to sleep and i i had not so prior to that i had never experienced insomnia i mean occasional sleepless nights but nothing like that and um and then after about a week of not being able to sleep i started thinking well there's something wrong with me because i was in my early 20s and i just thought this is not normal i didn't i didn't know what to do i had never heard of anyone who had gone through that so um so anyway, I I went to CBT. I got that sorted out. I had never, after a couple of months, I got that sorted out. And it kind of stuck with me that, oh, I'm just this person who has a sleeping problem now. Even after I was able to sleep, I kind of still thought of myself as somebody who just struggles with that because I had never met anybody who had struggled with that to that degree. But I had never... I had never experienced somniphobia. I didn't experience somniphobia at that time. So yeah, in 2013, I didn't experience. So, but in 2020, so last year, 2022, is I got I, I again experienced um, chronic insomnia. Actually, uh, uh, sorry, uh, let me just pause there for a second. This first episode in 2013. Yeah. How how like difficult was that? Was it uh, was it more like uh, you know a, a nuisance? It was kind of annoying, or was it like really kind of intense insomnia? No, no, it was very intense because I had no idea what was going on. It was my first time experiencing something like I, so. I first went to the doctor. I didn't know that there was such a thing as a sleep therapist. Even the doctor offered um, just you know over, uh, a sleeping pills, which I took. I took Ambien, and it didn't do anything for me. I, I would take it. I would be up all night. Or I would sleep for maybe two, three, four hours, and then, but it felt like I was in a, it didn't feel like I didn't wake up rested. Um, yeah, and I would jerk myself asleep, uh, awake all the time anyway. Um, but what I was doing wrong actually was that because I was not sleeping, I was spending too much time in bed attempting to sleep. Um, and I also took, um, I was feeling really anxious, and I was, they, they gave me, uh, um, Sorry, as Xanax. So I took that as well, which also didn't really help. I think that the anxiety was just too much for those medications to do anything. So yeah, it, I mean, it was really bad. It, it wasn't a nuisance. I mean, I had to leave my job. Um, I was very scared. I didn't know if it was going to get better. 
it was tough for me and my family because they were going through it with me. Um, so yeah, no, it, it was way more than a nuisance. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can hear that. And, and this this was set several, like roughly, like how many months was this kind of intense? To, this to started, I actually remember, it was after my friend's birthday in October of 2013. And then I started to feel better around February of the following year. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think I started therapy in November, uh, November. Yeah, November 15th. I don't know why I remember that, but it was November <laughs> 15th, my first, my first appointment. Um, and then I think it took a, like three months or so for me to start, start sleeping again, kind mm -hmm. of regularly, but still I would have many sleepless nights. Got it. And, and this was, uh, a CBTI program was it like CBTI. in person yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh, but now for you you found this it seems like quite helpful I did yeah yeah I did um I had I was doing re so my brother actually was helping me do research um we didn't know what CBTI was we had never heard of it we didn't know there were sleep therapists existed but of course when you're delving into it because out of necessity then we came across CBTI and, uh, and, you know, that was kind of like my last resort because I had tried so many other things. I had gone to another therapist. He actually kind of made things worse, to be honest. He said, he didn't, he didn't know what this was. He, he, you know, so, so his advice, he's like, oh, you just have to deal with it. It's just part of your life now, you know? And, um, and so I'm like, that's unacceptable. I don't know how to, I can't live like this. And, but this other therapist, he actually got, he, he brought me back. Like he, gave me these, these DBTI, the, the protocol, you know, which, which you know, and um, we didn't do so much of the other stuff that I did this time around with acceptance. We didn't do, we didn't go over that, but he just said, go to bed at this time, wake up at this, it was very mechanical, and but it worked at the time. It was what I needed, I guess, at the time. Exactly. Okay. Very, very nice to hear that. So, uh, so that, you know, that, that fizzled down and then from, let me ask you this question, from like early um, 2014 then mm -hmm. and until, you know, uh, 2022, mm -hmm. um, that's how many years? That's like eight years, right? Yeah. You know, I'm, math is so, so difficult to do yeah. when you're thinking of it. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it, it's quite a, many years there. And, and during those years, would you say, you know, you never thought about sleep, you were totally fine? Or were you still kind of, was it kind of lurking in the back of your mind? You were a little apprehensive. Well, it wasn't, I, you know, it was... It was still, uh, I always thought of myself as, a, as somebody who had a problem with sleep after that, but it didn't take over my life. I was still able to travel, work, do everything. It didn't take over my life. There were periods where I was sleeping fine, never thought about it. There were periods where I would have some sleepless nights and it was, it was a nuisance, but it wasn't a pro. It wasn't like a major, I didn't let it take over my life. So I would have maybe a few nights and I'm like, I'm not sleeping okay. However, I always had this fear in the back of my mind that oh what if it becomes so bad again like i was wow. afraid of that happening i'm like i don't want to go through that so but but yeah it was never it never got to the point where it was like it the first time until last year and and, and one more question there uh during these years when it was you know a nuisance it kind of flared up a little bit and mm -hmm. it settled down again did, did you have any type of like you know, sleep efforts or like rituals or like things that I have to do this so it doesn't come out, anything like that? No, no, I, no, I just, okay. uh, no. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good to know. So, yeah. so with that, uh, with that said, yeah, go ahead, take us to 2022 and what happened then? 
So 2022, I was living in Prague. I moved there. I was by myself, foreign country, didn't know anybody. I was working a lot. I was really working a lot. Um, my job was, I guess, kind of cerebral. I had to always be, on, you know, I'm, I'm always having to, to kind of like think on my feet, like really, really fast and um, create a lot of lessons for my students I, have, I was teaching. And so I found it to be stressful and I was overworked and also I just had no social life. So I think, and missing my family because my family was still in the States. Um, so just, you know, I didn't realize that I was as stressed as I was because I was always doing something. I mean, I was distracting. I mean, I had to work, but I was also distracting myself. And, and so I think it just reached a point, like a culmination point after almost a year of doing that, where, where I just, you know, it, it really started in the most simple way. Like I just couldn't sleep one night. That's, that's really how it started. And, and then that night turned into two nights. And then suddenly it just like spiraled out of control from, from there. I do want to mention one thing though, and maybe this is relevant. I don't know, but it might help somebody. I was, I, I was making a dietary change um because i had so much work i wanted to always have energy so i was well i was drinking more caffeine than usual i'm not sure if that's anything that has to do with it but i was also doing trying out this keto diet which i since have stopped but i think that maybe that might have given me like too much extra energy because i remember just feeling like super energetic and not being able to fall asleep and waking up really early like in the you know at first I'm like, oh, that's great. But then later on, it just kind of spiraled out of control. So I think that might've maybe been a trigger, but definitely not the cause. Yeah. And I just, just to contextualize from our audience, like, again, this is just a conversation, like, uh, and, and, and I think it's so valuable to hear everybody's like thoughts, stories, uh, et cetera. But to me, when I hear that story, to me, it becomes like you're in this a, a place of like stress, you were kind of isolated, you're distracting yourself. And maybe, you know, the intent with starting a keto diet was somehow to like, you know, um, escape some some kind of internal threat. Like maybe you didn't want to feel tired. Maybe you didn't want to feel this way. And to me, it's, it's sort of like when we do anything with sort of some type of intent like that, um, it, it becomes like this effort and and um, it can easily lead to us being like more more anxious if we try, try to escape anxiety, like where we amplify our emotions. So, so yeah. to me, um, it can be like not, not necessarily the exact details of like what happens in our body when we change our diet, but a lot with our intent that creates like that hyper arousal and wakefulness. Anyway, that is just a little comment from me, but you, you continue your story. Chris. Sure. I mean, I did physically feel just more hyper after changing my, I mean, maybe I'm just sensitive to, I've, to, 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 to different foods or different diets. I don't know, but I did feel that that had an, uh, an effect on my body. I mean you know yeah, yeah um so so yeah um so that so anyway um yeah like the so the first actually remember the first three nights i switched i went from the bed to the couch i'm like maybe it's just you know my room i don't know like you know you start thinking and so i went to the couch and i you know i was i was like dozing off a little but i'd wake up super tired um and and then i'm, I'm like stressed oh now i have to teach and I have to socialize and you I mean, not socialize, but you have to, you just have to be av available for other people and, and provide a good lesson for them. And so, 
so that was really stressful and i'm 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 thinking that if i if i'm not well rested that i'm not performing you know at my best for my students so that also was stressing me out and so that gave me more pressure to sleep or to sleep well and anyway i don't even know i think it was about 2 weeks later that i'm like okay i'm i'm i was what was happening first is i was falling asleep but i was waking up really early in the morning and then i couldn't fall back asleep and i was waking up like in this state of panic almost um and it was weird too because i i would sleep and it would feel like let's say i slept 5 hours it would feel like maybe an hour or two and i had no dreams it's like i was in a coma i didn't remember any i mean it was strange so that kind of scared me because i hadn't experienced that before um and so then you know after that that just kept happening i don't even know for how long like i can't remember now maybe like a month or something where that was just every day and i was tired constantly um so so then i was just thinking well i can't i mean i can't keep doing this like i just can't keep going like ha- having this every day so i ended up quitting my job like it's 3 in the morning i just wrote an email and i just said i can't do it because i was so nervous about the next day having to teach again that i'm like i just maybe if i don't if i eliminate this stress and i can maybe fall asleep i don't know um, and this was uh i have two questions really quickly one was um when you had that first like the, the sleepless night um yeah. it, it sounded to me as if you didn't react so strongly no, initially right no no okay so so it wasn't like even during these like uh you know this first stretch here it w- it wasn't like oh my god like that insomnia from 2013 is back that it didn't really wasn't like that no it wasn't at all because when i moved to to the Czech republic initially i was having about it took me about 2 weeks to to reset my sleep schedule because of the time is a 6 hour time difference so you know so i just chalked it up as oh i'm just you know i'm just adjusting to the new time schedule that's all mm-hmm. um and i had prior to that i had because i i had traveled back and forth to europe a few times and i had a couple of weeks where i wasn't sleeping well well you know like it wasn't that big of a deal so i just figured it's going to it's going to fix on its uh, on its own ah uh, yeah but do, then when it didn't really fix on its own and you had this kind of like it sounds like what we call like hypersleep where you, you you're not sure if you slept or not it's like exactly. time just keeps ahead like these things now now you're starting to get worried and 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 was it like was it kind of in a panic that you at 3 a.m. at night that you're like something has to change or had you already thought about that i think i maybe need to stop uh, my job and and then i think it was very happen. impulsive it was kind of in a panic yeah <laughs> and actually i i it was after that that things became worse even and I, what you're not supposed to do is change your whole life because of your sleep which is what i did because well i don't know if it, i still don't know if that was the right thing to do actually because i don't know how how what would have happened otherwise but but yeah so after i quit after i quit my job and because i had known about cbt i said i will just i will focus on cbt now and actually my parents had came over to what you know to help out um so yeah i uh, i started on my own doing cbt and well so maybe so i i know the technique but i think that when there's nobody else accountable and you're just doing it on your own it's not as effective at least that's what i found um so i would set a schedule for myself you know i calculated how many ta- how many hours of sleep i mean there were nights that I, i mean 
I wasn't sleeping at all. Um, but yeah, I think you're supposed to be in bed for like four and a half hours minimum. So I was doing that and somehow actually that made things worse. Um, I went from being able to sleep a little bit to I was just up all night. And I think now it's because I was hyper-focused on the fact that, well, now I have, now this problem is back. Like I'm back to where, you know, where I was eight years ago. And yeah. yeah. I, I just, I just have a, uh, sorry if I'm interrupting here, but I, I think you brought up something that is so helpful to see. And, and I'm just going to give my take and then, you know, I, I would love to hear your take on this. But I think what you said is, is really so true. Like what, when the second time around, there was nobody else with you. You were sort of just like following that, what you, what you said, like the mechanics, you were following the mechanics of, of CBTI, right? Yeah. But the, the first time around, what, what I believe is that the mechanics aren't necessarily what really helped. But what you said that the first time around you had spent like your whole day like in bed trying to sleep. And when somebody then tells you like, no, 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 you should spend much less time in bed. What I think helps isn't so much that it builds like the strong sleep drive that makes you sleep, but rather that, oh, you stop chasing sleep. You're, you're trying less to sleep. Oh, that could be really helpful. And you have somebody in, in that I would say to me, it's not so much holding you accountable to do the right things, but more like you have somebody you may trust, you believe in, and you're like, they know what they're doing. I'm just going to follow them. And then we're sort of delegating. We're like, I'm, I'm able to trust them. If I just do what they tell me, everything will be fine. And then we're no, again, it leads to effortlessness because we're, we're no longer trying. And to me, that's really the magic. But then the second time around, it's different. Now you're just doing the mechanics. You, you don't really feel super confident because you're kind of doing it on your own. You have nobody to talk to. Yeah. Things go very differently. That's how I interpret it. But what are your thoughts on that? A hundred percent. Trying to, when you're already in the state and you're trying to get yourself out of it on your own without help, yeah, you're not going to do the best job because you're not, you're already like scared. You're already not thinking properly. So that's what happened. Um, anyway, so I, yeah, so I, I don't even know. I think, so I think it started getting really bad around May of last year. And it persisted where I really wasn't sleeping. I mean, I, if I was, it was like micro sleeps, uh, up until I'm going to say July or June, maybe June, let's say like a month, month and a half, something like that, where it was just getting progressively worse. And so, so, so for a month and a half, you basically, your experience was that you either did not sleep at all or you slept like minimal, like yeah. a, a microsecond. Yeah. Um, and then I decided, well, okay, I need help. So I reached out, I reached out to you, but I also reached out to, and I forgot his name now. Um, it was another sleep therapist. Oh, was it online? Yeah. Was it Martin Reed or Trevor Youngquist? Martin Reed was later. Yeah. But it was somebody, yeah, I did. So he was awesome. But it was another guy that I had. So before Martin Reed, I found someone else. And oh, so I, so it was this, I forgot his name now. But um, to be honest, and you know, and maybe I'm sure that he's great. He was great for other people. I saw his testimonials, which, you know, people liked him, but he just wasn't the right one for me. Because he was hyper focused on the um on the mechanics like go to bed at this time wake up at this time calculate everything and when i would you know have questions or when i wanted some flexibility on that you know he didn't seem to think that that was a good idea and so actually that made me even more paranoid about being awake at a certain time which would keep me up at night 
um, even even more so. So I, 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 I had him for about a month. And then actually it was during that period that the somniphobia started. So I stopped, I stopped with him and that's when I found Martin Reed, which, and, and he, I mean, he, I really thought he, he was incredible and his advice was, and the way his compassion and the way that he would explain what I'm supposed to be doing and answering all my questions in such a compassionate way. That is what I found the most helpful. Just that humanity having with them versus just somebody telling me, well, go to bed here. You know, I mean, that didn't help me so much. Wow. Yeah, I'm so glad. So glad you found him. He's, he's great. He's a personal friend and um, yeah. incredible educator and everything. But but uh, just just, you know, people in the audience now, one thing that they may, may be curious about or wonder about, like, OK, Kreuza uh, said uh, the the um, somniphobia started at this point. Yeah. What was that? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Um, can I just say one thing before? One of the things that I was doing a lot while I'm, while I was awake was I was just I was like bombarding myself with insomnia videos all night, which if anyone is going, I mean, I understand the impulse and the need to want to do that, but it's really not helpful. So if you can just keep yourself from doing that, that's one thing that I would definitely recommend. But um, anyway, so the so the way that it is, and, and, and sorry, I have to just sneak in here because people might wonder, like, what do you mean insomnia videos? Are you talking about like our kind of success stories and our not, content or not, other things? Not necessarily. I just mean it's okay to watch success stories, and that gave me hope, and so I recommend that. But videos of people complaining about how they can't sleep, things that give you more fear and make you feel worse. Your videos actually gave me hope, because, and it's and it's one of your videos that got me that I I met somebody in your channel that helped me overcome the somniphobia. So that's fine. What I'm talking about is being so overly engrossed in insomnia content on the uh, on 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 YouTube or just you know on Google whatever. That's what I'm talking about because that's what I did a lot. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, it, you know, the, the thing with this is that it starts so suddenly that there's seemingly no cause because the somniphobia really just um, really just started with a thought. That's it. Like I was just, well, you're up all night. You're thinking the whole, you're thinking, you're scared. You're, you know, you're the only one awake, it seems like. And so you're thinking too much. And one of the thoughts that I was having is, you know, when you're just like trying to fall asleep and you're sort of aware that you're about to become unconscious <laughs> yeah. um so i was really i was really thinking about that a lot like oh i'm about to just be unconscious now my body's just exposed to anything can happen to me and even talking about it now it's like it's bringing back those feelings that i was getting at night and you know everything kind of seems more intense at night for some reason so so yeah i i was just i was i had this thought i'm like okay i'm i'm like about to become unconscious i have no control of what happens to my body and so it went from that one random thought that I had one random night to it spiraled to every single night. And then it became that I was thinking about that every single day, every minute of the day. And I was thinking, what if something bad happens to me? And it was so irrational. I'm like, what if somebody sneaks into my house and chops off my legs? Like that's one of the things that I was worrying about. And it's so irrational, but it was the thought that I was, it seemed so real to me. And, um, and just, yeah, just like being unconscious and not being able to defend myself if something were to happen. And so, yeah, so that's how the insomniphobia started. <laughs> Got it. So at, the, at this point, uh, would you say that you're like, you know, again, for the, for the audience here, like we, we talk about insomnia 
becoming a struggle that happens when we're scared of not sleeping. But now somniphobia is like when we're scared of sleeping in a way, we're scared of being unconscious. We're scared of that. So would you say, would that, did that sort of like take over now or was it both at the same time? took over <laughs> the somniphobia took over it was way worse i wish that i had just insomnia at that point i mean the somniphobia was the worst thing i had ever experienced i was incredibly depressed um and scared and anxious i mean just really it was i have to say it was the worst time of my life i mean i didn't i really didn't think i was going to come out of that one i'm like just this is it like there's no i, I was so deeply engrossed in this state of being that i'm like there's no way that I'm ever going to come out of it. It was just too intense. So yeah, and you know, I mean, my dad was nervous and scared and he didn't know how to help me. So he just wanted me to get at least some rest. So he was, you know, he he, he gave me uh, like a sleeping pill. And in fact, that made things worse because when that didn't work, I'm like, well, I don't even have this to fall back on. Like even pills don't help me now. <laughs> so yeah. I, I felt completely helpless. Wow, and and you're still you're still in Prague now, and well, it's actually, like... I I I'm now in Albania. I so in that's I think so in June or July is when I went to Albania. I quit my mm. job in in May, and then we went to Albania because I quit my job. I couldn't stay there anymore. My visa expired. Got it. I hear. So you're now in Albania, and uh, and and you things are really really intense now. And and basically, yeah, just tell it what what happened next. Uh, well, that's when um. I was looking through your channel, actually, um, and I found, and I, forgive me, I can't remember her Malena. name. Sorry? Malena. Sorry? Malena. Malena, yes, I found Malena. Um, I found, I'm sorry, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. I I also reached out to Martin Reed. So I, I'm, I have Martin Reed and I have Malena. <laughs> and so Martin Reed, um, you know, I mean, it, the, the protocol is the same. CBTI is the same, but the way that he explained it to me was the most helpful from anybody because he was very much into flexibility. Um, he explained so many things to me about insomnia, about the causes of it, about, he also encouraged me because, you know, I wasn't working at all day. So he's like, go hiking, do this, do like, do things, you know, don't just stay in and like simmer in your misery all day because that's going to make things worse. And he also explained the importance of acceptance, which I do want to talk about. But also, Melina, she had experienced somniphobia just like I had. I was experiencing, and so having somebody who had who had the exact same experience and validate that experience because nobody else—I mean, it's such a rare thing—that um, made me feel so much better because she exactly had the same thing I was having, and she came out of it. So I'm like, okay, it's possible. Like, it's possible to come out of it. And um, so I got to say, she really helped me a lot. And I I, I have to thank her. And I yeah. did thank her, <laughs> yeah, for being available. Um, so, yeah, so what I found that was the main thing that helped me come out of my somniphobia was acceptance. And at first, I'm thinking to myself, how do you accept such an unacceptable thing? You know, how can you accept it? But it's not about apathy. It's not accepting and saying that, oh, this is just my life now, because of course that's not your life. It's accepting that this is what you're going through at the moment and just letting that anxiety kind of just 
sit with you for a little bit and you're not distracting yourself. You're not trying so hard to like get out of it or be logical and logically work yourself out of it because it's not going to work. You can't eliminate an emotion through logic. It's never worked for me at least. So what I found that was the most helpful is I would just lay in bed and I did this multiple times a day for like a month or two. I'd lay in bed, I'd have my hand on my chest and I would just let the anxiety flow through me as often as I needed to. Um, of course, I did the hiking, I went out, I started to you know, do more things physically, which helped and <clears throat> be out in the sunshine a lot. Actually, I had the luxury of doing that at the time. And also, um, I think Martin is the one that taught me this particular one. He he told me to was it I don't I, I don't know I think it was mine but basically you have a thought like you're having a scary thought and you acknowledge it this thought that you're having and you just kind of like you know I guess visualize it flowing out of your head or something like it's just that's what I did I I literally pictured that there was like a window opening up in my head like my brain I don't know and I would just visualize this like this thought flowing out of me. And I got to tell you, I did this at least 100 times a day. I did this every time the thought popped in my head. And I'm like, am I going to have to keep doing this like for the rest of my life? But eventually over time, the thought was, you know, it was it was like coming less and less frequently. But yeah, but it was work. I mean, you really do have to tend to it because in the beginning, like it, you, you're going to be having these thoughts all the time. And you do have to tend to them as, as when they come. You can't just suppress them. Wow. Wow. But slowly things are starting to change as you're learning about acceptance, you're getting more educated. And um, yeah, I, I actually don't have a, a specific question. Just to, you know, to take us further, what, what's, uh, what happens next? Uh, so, um, well, I mean, so let's see, we're, we're like, let's say we're like in July at this point. It took about, I mean, it took about a month and a half, month, month and a half for me to start noticing that I was getting better, which which I didn't expect. And I even told Martin, I said, can I, are you, will you be available? Like if I need you for three months, four months, six months, I don't know. And, you know, so him saying yes was also a comfort to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, is also one thing that helped with my brother, I would call him, because at first when you're going through this, you kind of want to isolate yourself. That's your, at least my instinct. But it's not the thing that's going to help. So I called my brother and, you know, so I would talk to him and I would explain to him what's going on. And he, you know, would he would just comfort me. Like it was just nice to have someone to talk to, you know, family. And so, yeah, so that also helped. But, yeah, I think about a month and a half later or so just with me. Actually, I do want to tell a story, quick story. Um, one morning I had not slept maybe like two hours and my dad wanted to go hiking and I'm like no way like I, I feel terrible I don't have the energy but I'm like no Martin said do it like don't let this um prevent you from doing what you were gonna do anyway or what you want to do so I changed my mind I went hiking and about halfway up the hill I'm having terrible anxiety and like my heart's racing just I'm having these thoughts but then as I keep pushing myself further and I'm getting physically like tired i noticed that my heart's not racing anymore my the thoughts are pretty much dissipating at this point or like they're not as intense as they were in the morning 
And so actually after that, I would, I would be the one to initiate the hikes because I noticed that being active actually will need to help, especially being out in the sunshine, which is why I want to stress that I know that the impulse or the, yeah, like the, what you want intent. to do, sorry, uh, intent, maybe the intent is, uh, is to stay home and, and just, you know, cause you're tired, but really you should be doing the, you have to, the thing is you really have to push yourself. Like it's not easy. It's really like, you know, it's getting up when you're so tired is not easy. Going hiking or going to work, it's not easy. Socializing when you feel like a zombie is not easy. But really, it's what's going to help you get past the insomnia or the somniphobia, whatever you're going through. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just, I want to ask you something else. Um, you were you were part of, like, you joined our insomnia immunity program at some point too, right? Yeah, I was a part was of it for quite a while. Yeah, right and, and but that was also when you were kind of in the thick of it when you're back in the czech republic right yeah czech republic and part and then albania for a little while i don't remember for how long now got it got it and how, how did you find that experience was that helpful to you or, or was it like well, difficult was... with the group session or <laughs> uh you know if i can be honest it was helpful but i think because i'm a bit of like a em empathic person seeing other people's struggles kind of made me feel really bad for them and 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 so I want, I, so I want to read success stories, but I don't really necessarily want to read people saying that, oh, I've had this for this many months and I'm still just as bad. I mean, cause it just, for me, it made me feel bad. Other people might see it as, okay, I'm not the only one. Like there's, I can, I can see other people that relate to me, but for me, it just wasn't very helpful. Um, just personally, I, yeah. I, I want to talk to the person who's been there, who's gone already through it. And yeah. it's on the other side. Like that's just what works for me personally, but everyone's different. Yeah, totally. And I that's a great it's great to share that because that's exactly like you said, a lot of people find it difficult to be in that like group session because because of the exactly the same reason the reason you share. So it's just helpful for the community to know that. So you know they it can kind of they can choose whatever is 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 gonna be most suitable for them. Yeah. Um Okay, so now we're kind of in the end of you know, summer or end of summer there, and things are starting to become easier. And from then on, would you say you sort of, sort of like little by little things got easier, or was it still somewhat of a bumpy path uh, going forward from there? Well, that's the thing. It's not a linear uh, progression. You're not every day getting better. You're getting better, and then you take a few steps back, and you think, oh, no, um, am, I, am I going back to square one? Um, but... But you know, um, you just have to, you just have to keep doing what what's working. You know what got you to have that little progress to begin with, and you know you get discouraged. But that's why you have a coach, like you have you or you have Melena or somebody like Mike Martin, and they just tell you like that's normal, that that's expected, and then you just have to keep going. And so that's really, and that's what I did. And actually, having a little bit of progress made me help me because i'm like okay i'm getting better like i'm better than i was a month ago and that's really good that i got one full night's sleep i haven't had that in months so yeah so just having that little hope um helps you keep going and it tells you that it shows you that the work i'm doing it's work it's it's having some effect yeah well yeah. so so nicely said and i just want to kind of emphasize two things you said that as a coach like i feel like one of the i don't know half of what i do is actually just telling people oh this is normal we've seen this so many times before this is nothing strange or unusual 
Uh, so yeah, yeah, and, and I think just knowing that is so helpful. Uh, but also what you said about like looking back a month or looking back three months or looking back like often what I see with students is that they like comparing like to last night or comparing to some goal they have or something like that. But but not really seeing that if you look back a month or look two months back or something like that, that was a you were super scared. You were bold, you were puzzled, you had no clue what's going. You were like completely like coming uh, you know coming apart. And now things are not super easy, but they're different from if you're looking back. So looking back a little further, that can be really helpful, right? I actually want to give some credit to you because you wrote a book that I read. I downloaded it and I read it. <laughs> and um, and oh, I forgot. I, I Sorry. Like, I actually forgot the name of the book now. I, I have the most of them back behind me. Is it one of these? Set it and forget it. Yeah. Um, so I read that and I read it, like, really fast. I mean, I just, because I was just reading all night. And um, th so the information was there. But what I, maybe it's just, again, me, the way that I learn things, I needed someone, even though the information's in the book and I and I was armed with that information, I still needed to have somebody tell it to me for some reason. Like I still needed to have somebody guide me through it. I, I guess it was just too much for me to like do it on my own. But what helped was that I already knew the information. And so having somebody on top of that kind of walk me through it, it was really what I needed. So, I mean, that's just the way that I work. I think I just, I'm the kind of person who, and I really am this kind of person who I need someone to explain things to me in a step-by-step -step pro. I mean, even if I'm starting a new job, like I don't learn arbitrary. I need someone to just tell me step one, step two, step three. Like I, that's how I work at least. So that was really helpful. I'm so, so glad you found it and that it was helpful. And, you know, mm -hmm. just to contextualize a little bit on what you said, I think, uh, oftentimes like information itself is, can be really helpful, but sometimes we're like, oh, but how does, it, it, am I getting it right? Or like, how does this apply to me? Am I am I contextualizing right, you know, the, the right way or set or set? So just having somebody tell us like, yeah, you're, you're seeing it very clearly and that can be, can be really, really helpful. But uh, yeah, and, and now big picture um, or, or, you know, this is, like, this is more like, I'm gonna ask you a question and this is more because this question comes up from the community so often. Uh, mm -hmm. And it would say, the question would be something like, when would you say that like the insomnia and the somniphobia was like behind you? So, yeah, I, um, I still consider myself to have, so after Martin and after um, Milena, I, I stopped with them after I was sleeping well, relatively regularly. Um, but I still had, I mean, the, the thoughts didn't just go away. I mean, they still crept up daily. It's just that I had a better way of managing them now. And then I came back to the States. It was September. I came back to the States, early September, and I had nowhere to stay, so I was staying with my brother. <laughs> so, And he has, a, and I gotta say, he has a little dog. So I was spending the day with, just by myself, me and this dog. And I really have to, I really have to credit the dog for, um, for 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 putting me in such a fun and playful mood, which I hadn't felt in so long, and I'm sorry about the light, which I hadn't felt in so long, that it kind of just it kind of got me out of this, the, the 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 insomnia and the somniphobia. I mean, I was already like 80% better, but then hanging out with this cute little dog all day, and she would sleep. With, oh, and right. So here's uh, one more thing, because my biggest fear was that something bad was going to happen. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, my biggest fear was that something was going to happen while I'm unconscious. And this dog was so, I mean, every 
time she heard something, she would bark. So it kind of made me feel like I don't have to be, you know, I can just relax because if anything happens, she'll bark. <laughs> so, so I have to say that that also maybe was just like a ha happy coincidence that I moved in with my brother for a little bit and the dog was there. Um, but yeah, that also really helped me get out of it. Just having this dog there that I felt like was protecting me and was, you know, was going to bark if something were to happen. And I stayed there for like a month. So that month is when I actually felt like I was really out getting out of it. Yeah. You're starting to feel like yourself again. I was starting to feel like I was back to myself. Like I was, you know, I was having the thoughts much less and it just wasn't a big part of my life anymore. Wow. Even though the thoughts would come and go, you know, yeah. And I think also just having family, like my brother, my sister-in-law, dog, like it just felt like, you know, I just felt like more protected and safe. And I think part of the reason why I started to begin with was that feeling of not being safe. I was living alone. I was kind of like near a forest. There's really, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the language. So I'm like, I guess in the back of my mind, maybe I was having these thoughts that if something were to happen, I'm pretty much on my own. And maybe that's part of the mm -hmm. reason why yeah. the insomnia started to begin with. Or yeah, part of the reason, maybe yeah. not the full reason. I don't know. No, it makes sense because if we, if we feel like at baseline, a little bit kind of vulnerable, isolated, we're you just like, we're more easily scared. And so it, it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, now, I want to ask you two more things. And one is, um, you know, if you could go back and talk to yourself, you can you can pick like if you go, you go back to 2013 or you back to 2022 or but when you, if you if you could travel back to a time where things were difficult, and you can tell yourself something. What, what would you tell yourself? Mm. From the very beginning, don't just don't distract yourself. Don't well, one thing that I did more than anything was I was trying to rationalize my way out of the situation, telling myself, this is ridiculous. No one's going to sneak in the house without you hearing them and chop your legs off. Like, come on. I mean, I was doing that so much and I was making myself feel guilty for even having these thoughts. Um, so I was really beating myself up about even having these thoughts and telling myself that I'm never going to get better. So I would I would tell myself that. You cannot rationalize your way out of emotion and you just have to accept it and that you will get better. That's, that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. Yeah. So no, wise words. And finally, um, would you, is there anything you learned from, you know, leaving insomnophobia and insomnia that you, you feel applies wider in life to other aspects of life? Yeah. I think that it's so important to have, you know, I'm the, I'm, I can, I tend to sometimes be a bit of a recluse, you know, and I think that that's not healthy. I think that you need people, you need people around, you need, you need to discuss things with others. You need, you just need that human element in your life. You know, you can't always be independent. You can't always fix everything on your own. And also just to not have shame when you're going through something difficult. Oftentimes we're embarrassed that we're having such a difficult uh, experience, especially, and I think the, when it comes to something like sleep or somniphobia, it just seems so irrational that you're like, well, I shouldn't mention this because it's, it's, it's silly, you know, like who has a hard time falling asleep? Like any, any, everyone just, it's something that you don't have to even think about. So why am I having this struggle? So just eliminate the shame because really when you do that, you find that a lot of people can relate or they want to help. You know, like ever since going through this experience, my biggest um, 
goal now is to help anyone else who's gone through it, which is why I'm doing this interview, you know. I would love to, if somebody reaches out to me and says, well, I'm going through this, my first instinct now is I want to help them. So, yeah. Amazing. It sounds, sounds so nice. And uh, yeah, I have nothing else to add. I just want to say big thanks to you. Actually, first, like these, I want to kind of emphasize the shout outs. One big one to Malena. Thanks so much yeah, for helping. Yeah, thank and you, also, <laughs> and to the dog. That was so fun. I want to thank, thank the dog there for helping as well. But that said, yeah, thanks, thanks so much for being a guest today. And, um, and we'll be in touch. All right. Yes, thank you so much. All right, anytime.